2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. is one day in Detroit that defines the city in ways that set it apart from every other place in America.
0: Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. Lining Woodward Avenue, massive television audience also. And then Detroit Lions football. We've got it going here in Detroit unlike anybody.
2: Thanksgiving Day is massive in the Motor City. But why? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Annie, when you think of Detroit, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Like the very first thing?
3: Coney dogs.
2: Or cars, (laughs) right? I was going to say cars. Or cars. But Coney dogs, too. (laughs) But the question then is, what's the second thing? And in my mind, maybe for you it would be cars because Coney dogs were first. For me, the second thing people think about when they think about Detroit should be Thanksgiving, which I think would surprise a lot of people until you actually think about it. And Tony Michaels agrees with me, which is no surprise, I guess. As the president and CEO of the Parade Company, Tony oversees America's Thanksgiving Parade and its hundreds and hundreds of volunteers
0: that make it all possible. Thanksgiving in Detroit is like none other in America. We kick it off with the S3 Turkey Trot, 14,000, 15,000 runners, and then America's Thanksgiving Parade presented by Gardner White, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people lining Woodward Avenue. It puts Detroit on a huge stage. We're syndicated in 185 cities across America. And then Detroit Lions football. I just think that we've got it going here in Detroit unlike anybody. This is the place to be, and it's a place where people come together shoulder to shoulder, lining the street, and uh, just coming together in a way that is so special.
3: I think it's one of those things where, as Detroiters, when we're young and we've grown up in or around the city... We always are exposed to this like big day on Thanksgiving with the parade and the Lions game and of course like the turkey trot in the morning and everything. It's just part of our culture. It's part of our common.
2: It's who we are as Detroiters.
3: Yeah. Thanksgiving is a big day in Detroit and it always has been for as long as most of us can remember. And we're just exposed to it. So it becomes the norm. But when you really take a step back and and sort of look at the big picture, it's a very unique situation in our city. Most other cities in the country don't get a similar experience to what we have here.
2: There are other cities that have nationally televised major parades, obviously New York and Macy's. Dallas gets a Thanksgiving NFL game every year. That came after the Lions. But we are the only ones that have them both. And the Thanksgiving parade's been in the same spot for almost 100 years, right? Runs down Woodward. But the Lions have moved around a little bit. In their beginning, they played in Detroit. And then between 1975 and 2001, the Lions played in Pontiac. But these days, Annie, they're just blocks from where the parade steps off. And that makes downtown Detroit on Thanksgiving just a wild place.
3: Yeah, it's the ultimate celebration.
0: The people who go to the Lion game, many of them take in the parade. So it did change that a little bit for the better. It really did. You'll also get some time to time. The visiting team fans who've come in to watch the game, and you'll see those different colored jerseys lining Woodward. They cannot believe it. I mean, it's that big. And I talk to some of them, you know, along the route, and they go, geez, we didn't even realize how big this was. And I'm telling them, you're not going to see anything like this. It's massive. And they're like so excited.
3: America's Thanksgiving Parade is the second largest in the whole country behind New York, behind Macy's, and the second oldest behind Phillies actually tied for oldest with New York since 1924 we've been holding this parade it's in its 97th year but it started in 1924 right so technically it should be in its 99th this year but because of those two years I believe it was 1943 1944 during World War II there was material shortages and so they put a pause on the parade for those two years they resumed it in 1945 It's been part of our culture for almost 100 years at this point. But yeah, like you were saying, it wasn't always that one-two punch with the lions being right across the street. And now it is. And it's made downtown a real celebration on Thanksgiving Day. But it's also put the spotlight on Detroit. In a lot of ways that let the city shine on that day and the parade is nationally syndicated and of course the game is watched in households across the country. And so it's a really great opportunity for Detroit to show off and I think that the city's done a great job of doing that. That stretch down Woodward looks beautiful in downtown and I think it's a great way for the rest of the country or the world for that matter to see our city.
2: I'm glad you said that about Woodward Avenue and showing off Detroit now. That was the original idea of the parade, Annie. The goal was to show off the Woodward Corridor in the 1920s when Detroit would have been absolutely the hottest thing.
3: It all started essentially with Hudson's, right? And Charles Wendell, who was the display director for Hudson's, was looking for most likely a way to promote the store, especially during the holidays. As everybody knows, Hudson's was a huge deal at Christmas time parents and kids alike loved to go to Hudson's at the holidays. But he kind of went beyond that and was essentially a visionary in this way. Charles Wendell had a couple of inspirations for what became America's Thanksgiving Parade. First, it was a holiday parade that took place in Toronto. And he kind of looked at that as a model of if this is working here, why couldn't it work in Detroit? And then, as we talked about last year on our podcast about the big heads, he went to this carnival, this festival in Via Reggio, Italy. And They marched these giant papier-mâché heads as part of this festival, and he thought that those things were very cool, and he was wondering if there was a way to incorporate those into this parade he had kind of in the works in Detroit. There was four in the original 1924 parade, and that's grown exponentially over the years now. There's more than 300 in the parade company's collection. So that was kind of the roots of what became the Detroit Thanksgiving Parade, America's Thanksgiving Parade. The parade started as an event to come downtown and to witness it in person for the first several years. And then it got a radio broadcast attached to it, which was on WWJ. You know, if you weren't able to make it downtown to be a part of the parade, you could listen to it. So that kind of made it even more popular. And then eventually it got its first local television broadcast in the late 1940s, then later became nationally syndicated on ABC. Eventually it landed on WDIV in the mid 90s, along with the scope and actual size of the actual parade going from Um, Just a few marching bands and the Mother Goose float and four big heads to this giant parade we see today with all of these bands involved, these iconic floats, the big balloons like Captain Underpants and Kermit and, of course, Clowney. It also has grown in scale when it comes to the amount of households it enters every single year.
2: some people may be surprised by the parade, right? If you don't live in Detroit, maybe you don't know. But the football game is a surprise to nobody. Everybody in the country knows the Detroit Lions play the first game on Thanksgiving, and they've played that game, Annie, 83 times. That is far more than any other team. You got to trace this back to 1934. They played the Bears, the NFL's second oldest rivalry, by the way. They lost to the Bears 1916 in Detroit, but The game is a huge success, and part of that is because of George Richards. He owned the Lions, but he also owned a radio station that was an affiliate of NBC, a really big one. So what Richards did was negotiated a deal that allowed the game to be broadcast on 94 stations across the U.S., and that birthed this tradition of the Lions playing on Thanksgiving. And it's such a big deal here in Detroit, and the Lions, the players, they are acutely aware of this, including Detroit Lions legend Barry Sanders. I mean, it was a special
4: treat to be able to play on Thanksgiving, to be a part of that just rich football tradition of games that have happened and memories for families. You know, they always made it a point to talk about armed services, uh, men and women stationed all over the world, you know, being able to watch the game and, you know, uh, that kind of thing. So the players understand how big it is and uh, just how unique it is. and. You know how much a privilege it is to be able to play.
2: I know all games matter, but that game is so important to Detroiters. Does it resonate with you guys? Oh, absolutely.
4: I mean, you you feel it. You feel it even before the game because during the week, you know, you you hear which you know Motown artists or whatever Detroit artist is going to perform, right? You you see the stage being set up. You see the festivities, you know, and and um, all the things surrounding the game happening. You know, so there's there's definitely a special feel um, that week for the game.
3: I mean, what a cool tradition to have for all of us as Detroiters, but as a player, as a Lion, it makes your Thanksgiving so unbelievably unique. I think getting the perspective of somebody like Barry Sanders, obviously, about just like kind of what his Thanksgiving would look like on days like that is just so different than what an average person's Thanksgiving might look like. And, and to be able to talk to folks like Barry and, and former Lions players about what their Thanksgivings look like when they're playing on the field, it's a really unique experience.
2: Thanksgiving is such a big deal in Detroit that it transforms the way people think about the holiday. You mentioned other Detroit Lions. We talked to Lomas Brown, a legendary Detroit Lion as a player and as a broadcaster. He's been part of 17 of them. And when you listen to him, it has fundamentally changed the way he views Thanksgiving in its entirety. And I think that is just amazing.
5: Football wasn't big, big in my life when I was younger. I don't really remember Thanksgiving centered around football when I was young. I basically remember the meal. And, you know, so that's my best memory of that. But, you know, once I got here to Detroit and became a Detroit Lion, then I really, really realized the tradition that's behind the Thanksgiving Day game and what it means to people and you know how families celebrate around this game and around thanksgiving and like i say thanksgiving the real purpose of it is to be thankful for what you have so you know it's just a great way i think of just celebrating the day with a great football game and the lions have been part of that tradition since the beginning
3: yeah it's it's cool because every detroiter has a unique version of sort of how they do thanksgiving right like when I was in high school and I was in marching band, I got to be in the parade a couple of years. And we went to the parade, but we always watched the game at home. But other people have gone to the Lions game on that day. Like, there's all these different variations. Like, maybe you go to the game, but you don't go to the parade. Or maybe you do the parade and the game. Or maybe you watch it all from home. And in, like, Lomas' experience, it's so different and unique than that. But he's got his own version of his Detroit Thanksgiving. So we all kind of have our own unique version, just like a Thanksgiving plate, right? And you kind of pick and choose which versions of the Detroit Thanksgiving day that you're going to have. And I think that that's really cool as Detroiters. Well,
2: and just kind of building on that, too, I love that the Lions game, it dictates the way your family thinks about when they have the meal as well. Do you have it at the beginning when the Lions are playing? Do you wait till it's over? But if you wait till it's over, you have to cook while they're playing? Like, it's a whole thing. And people really, I know people are going to laugh at this that are from outside the area, but people really think about this. It's a strategy without being too dramatic.
3: Oh, no, we definitely do. Like, we rotate, you know, where Thanksgiving is every year. We will... Prepare everything, get ready at halftime, use that opportunity to then travel to where we're going to go, maybe listen to a little bit of the second half to begin with on the radio as we're getting there, and then experience the rest of the game at whatever household we're having Thanksgiving at. It's built into our travel plans so that we don't miss much, if any, of the Lions game.
5: Here's
2: the thing, though. This podcast has been all roses because Thanksgiving really is a special time in Detroit. Both the Lions game and Detroit's Thanksgiving parade, though, have not always been on the most stable grounds. I mean, the parade, Danny, ran into some trouble in the 1990s, but it was saved by a very familiar name.
3: So when the parade was suffering from financial troubles in 1990, Art Van Furniture founder Art Van Elslander, he stepped in.
0: Art absolutely loved the parade, did so much for the parade. He was all in. And it was from his heart. It was sincere. It was incredible. We're very fortunate. Art was a dear friend. He cared so much. Hell, he wrote a check 30 years ago to save it that year when the parade company didn't have the money. Then he became the presenting sponsor years ago. Great stories, great history. And our job is to keep building on that.
3: It set the tone, I think, moving forward from there, because I think if it had shut down that year, I mean, who knows? That that might have been it. And so that was a godsend, and it, it really showed this community support behind this huge, important event that Detroit has every year.
2: Earlier, I mentioned the number of times the Lions have played on Thanksgiving, which is great. But the problem is that in that span, the team is 37-44-2 on Thanksgiving. In 2008, the team went 0-16, the worst season statistically in NFL history, and between 2003 and 2012, they lost every single Thanksgiving game. So there were some conversations in the 2000s about removing the Lions or at least putting them in a rotation with other teams so they wouldn't play every Thanksgiving, but that was satiated by the addition of the primetime game, the third Thanksgiving game. So the Lions got to keep it, and the good news is things have turned around. The Lions are great. Everybody's having a lot of fun. So now, dudes like Lomas Brown, he gets to double dip. I think he might be the first one to do this. Lomas will have the ultimate Thanksgiving experience. He'll be the Parade's Grand Marshal along with Hugh Perkins, and then he'll walk down the street and call the Lions game. He will get both of them in the same day. It's awesome.
3: And on top of that, he has been a player too. So he's really kind of like hit every single mark once he serves as Grand Marshal and then he calls the game this year. You know, he's kind of had like the perfect 360 experience of Detroit Thanksgiving.
5: To be honest with you, when Tony Michaels first called me about it, I was kind of hesitant. One of the real reasons why I was hesitant is because game day is a work day for me. So that was kind of the hesitancy. But then he started telling me the tradition behind it, what it means to people, you know, around here and the significance of it. And, you know, even the clowns, the significance of the clowns how they donate to become clowns and that money is used. So it's just so much good that comes out of this and really didn't know it was just a treasure. So once he started telling me that, man, I felt honored for him to even think about me and to choose me to want to represent them.
3: And what I love about Lomas, too, is that he's not originally from here, but he loves Detroit and this is his home now. And it just goes to show these traditions in Detroit. They're a real draw. They make people feel like they're at home and they make people feel part of a community. I am so blown away by the fact that with the parade and the game having both been in jeopardy at different times over the years, it was really the push from the community in so many ways that sort of demanded that they stay here. We've said this so many times on different podcasts where we talk about Detroit history and community. Again, it's really Detroiters love of tradition and the way that we take that seriously that I think has made sure that these special traditions continue in Detroit.
2: It wouldn't be too far off an alternate reality where the city has neither of these things. And that would have been devastating. Would it have ruined the city? No. But I believe Thanksgiving is the most Detroit Day there is. I know that sounds crazy, but you're not going to move me off that thought.
3: It's good vibes all around on that day downtown, and that's a really great thing. There's been so much negativity surrounding the city and the way that people talk about Detroit, particularly people that have never been to Detroit. Yeah, um, funny it, how that works. Yeah, they have a lot to say. But mm-hmm. on a day like Thanksgiving, when we're taking a look at Detroit and we're kind of zooming out and taking this like all-encompassing look at the city and how many people are downtown and, and how many people are celebrating with their families and their friends and going to the game and hanging out on Woodward, it's a really beautiful thing. And I almost get kind of choked up every year looking at how beautiful downtown looks, it's really meaningful. And I've been watching the parade literally as long as I can remember and then turning around and watching the Lions game afterwards. And when you're younger, these are things that you might take for granted because you just maybe assume that every city has something like this going on, but they don't. And I think the fact that Detroit's been able to maintain both of these traditions is really special. Over the years, the Parade Company, which is a nonprofit in Detroit, they've taken control of organizing it. They also put on big events like the fireworks every year. That comes with the help of hundreds and hundreds of volunteers. It's sort of from Detroiters, by Detroiters, for Detroiters, which is a great thing.
2: Well, actually, it's from Detroiters, by Detroiters, for everybody.
3: That's right. And it goes to show, again, like even in the worst times, what Detroit's capable of when Detroiters come together and they organize and they want to make something great. We always have that ability to do that, even in the roughest of times. And I think the Parade is a great example. All
2: right. So, Annie, we've been talking about Thanksgiving traditions, you know, football and parades, but we haven't talked at all about dinner. Before we get out of here, favorite Thanksgiving element doesn't have to be a main. It can be a side. But what do you have to have?
3: Well, I love pumpkin pie, which I think is controversial because I've found through the years that some people really don't like it. But it's one of those things that you really only have on Thanksgiving, maybe Christmas. So I feel like I always have to splurge and have a piece of that. And also for the past, like almost 15 years, I haven't really eaten meat. And so this year will be my first Thanksgiving turkey in a really, really, really long time. So I know there's differing opinions about whether turkey is too dry or is overrated or whatever. But I have to say I'm pretty excited this year to experience the turkey again.
2: Yeah, I've never been a turkey guy. I've always been ham on Thanksgiving. And again, that's a hot take and people always want to fight about that. But for me... If you told me, Zach, we're only going to have one thing on Thanksgiving and it's a plate full of mashed potatoes, I would be so happy. Give me all the starch that you have.
3: They are such a process to make that I just think is a side dish on a normal day. We don't really do it because they boil the potatoes. You got to peel them, blah, blah, blah. It's like a whole thing. But on Thanksgiving, they're always there and they're always so good. Least favorite? I don't really like cranberry sauce. I think
2: that's the common answer. I I don't. Just I, don't,
3: don't... I love sweet potatoes, but don't please don't put marshmallows on them. What is going on here?
2: You know who agrees with you on that one? The greatest running back of all time. Your favorite dish? I mean,
4: a good sweet potato pie for me would do it, top, you know. <laughs> marshmallows on top? Uh, not necessarily. I just just plain, just plain. I mean, I don't mind the marshmallows, but but just sweet, a good good pie do it every time.
3: Well, there you go. Then that's got to be true. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Happy Thanksgiving,
4: Annie.
3: Happy Thanksgiving.
2: Today's big thanks go out to Barry Sanders, Lomas Brown, Tony Michaels, and, of course, Annie Scaramazzino. Check out WWJnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you want that Daily J delivered right to you? All you have to do is text WWJ to 20357 and you'll get it instantly. Message and data rates may apply. I'm Zach Clark. And this is the Daily J. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend a here! Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.